Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. And I pray all is well with your soul as we've gone into another um, another month here, August 1st. Gee whiz, the year is really, really flying by. And uh, thank you for joining us here. I pray that you'll be blessed by this message. But before we get into the word, um, as usual, let's uh, spend a little time in praise and worship as we listen to You Are My Hiding Place by Maranatha Singers. Praise. God, praise God. Wonderful song, wonderful song. And remember that the Lord is indeed our hiding place. Let's go before the throne in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, we just praise you and magnify thy most wondrous name, O Lord. We thank you so much for this wonderful day of life that you have given it, given us, O Lord God. And this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be also glad in it, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, as we've gathered here today like this to hear your word, O Lord, we ask that you remain here with us. Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, be in our midst and guide our thoughts and actions in hearing this word today, O Lord. Prepare our spirits to receive from you today. Let us remember that this is the day that you, re- you have made, and as we rejoice in it, let us also expect a miracle. Lord God, you know the many things that are going on in our lives, O Lord God, and we pray that you will guide us and, and lead us to where you want us to be, how you want us to be successful in this life, O Lord God. So I pray that as we hear your word today, Lord, speak to our hearts in your own special way, in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Lord God, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, in moving forward, uh, the year is flying by and we're all looking at our lives and kind of reflecting on where we are in the Lord from time to time. At least we should be doing that as Christians and children of God to see if we're heading in the direction that he wants us to go and so forth. But um, we need to know that um, we all, while we all understand the work that Jesus did on the cross, we all understand the price that was paid for our freedom from the dominion of darkness and sickness and death. 
And we know that with Jesus' death and resurrection that he paved the way for us to be born again. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus' victorious resurrection was the, was the culmination of his ministry on earth with profound truths about God's kingdom and how we can be victorious while on this earth. You know, we as Christians, not only should, should we be looking forward to heaven, but God also wants us to be victorious while we are here on this earth. Jesus' words and ministry uh, was not just intended to be a collection of profound sayings and parables. Jesus' expectation was that his followers and all believers would benefit from his teachings. That was the, the intention. Amen. Jesus' expectation was for all believers to apply, to apply, to apply God's word to our lives. In every single aspect, every single walk of life, the expectation was that we would be applying God's word. Okay? And, and that, that desire of Jesus or Jesus' expectation was, was, was for that so that we could be overcomers. You know? Jesus wants us to be overcomers. God the Father wants us to be uh, overcomers. Holy Spirit is there to advise us so that we can be overcomers. You know? But did you realize, did you actually realize that someone could be a believer and still not be applying God's word to their life. Okay? Let me say that again. Did you realize that someone could be a believer and still not be applying God's words to their lives? Okay? Alright, so to get into that, first of all, we must understand what God's word is before we can apply it. Okay? We need to understand what God's word is before we can apply it. And understanding of course, starts with knowledge. Okay. Now, when I was, you know, looking back on, on some years uh, ago, uh, but when I was in the secular world as a department head, we always would say that the transference of knowledge on any given subject started with data. Okay. The transference of knowledge on any given subject always starts with data. But in order to make that data useful to someone, Okay, it had to be interpreted and presented as information. Okay, just giving someone data is not enough. Okay, you have to be able to interpret that data and then present it so that it becomes information to the hearer. Okay, now, uh, a bunch of numbers, as many of us realize, a bunch of numbers can be made to show anything that you want it to show. You know, a bunch of numbers can be manipulated and twisted around to show and give any message that you want, want to, to, to show, okay, or to give. But it all depends on how it is interpreted and presented, okay? Therefore, based on that interpretation and understanding of the interpretation, Knowledge on that subject matter is developed. Okay? So when you take that data, you interpret it, you interpret and you give that, present that data and, and understanding is, is, is gathered from that interpretation. That's how knowledge on that subject matter winds up, um, becoming developed, but being developed. So, then understanding, understanding is being able to interpret information and then using that knowledge of that interpretation in a way that is beneficial to you. Okay, now this is important. Okay, in order for you, for something to benefit you, you have to have that knowledge and you have to understand what that knowledge is saying to you in order for you, for it to be beneficial to you. Okay, well, the same is, the same thing is, is with, with, with scripture, you know. The, the, the process is similar, okay, with one very, very important difference. God's word, God's word gives us the data and the information but the interpretation and understanding comes from Holy Spirit. Praise God. All right? The data and information that God gives us via his word is there. But then the interpretation, understanding of what that information is that God has given us in his word comes from Holy Spirit. Praise God. All right? But the question is, how do we apply this information in the form of God's word to our lives? Okay? How do we take this information that God is giving us in his Bible? How do we take it and apply it to our lives so that we can be as victorious as God wants us to be? Okay. How do we turn God's words from, from a parable? Jesus gave many parables from a parable to actual practice use, practical use. 
How do we take those parables written in the word of God that Jesus gave so brilliantly? How do we take those parables and turn them into actual practical use for us to use on a day-to-day basis? Okay. How? How do we turn God's word from knowledge to understanding that can benefit us? Okay. What is the key? Well, what is the absolute key to applying the Bible to our lives? That's the question for today. Okay, and that's what we want to talk about. Putting God's word to use in our lives today. You know, you know, what is the key where I can take the word of God and apply it? I mean, Jesus gives us a parable, you know, now how do I take that? How do I understand what it means and then turn it around so that not turn it around but but turn it so that I can use it in my life so that I can benefit. I got many things going on. I sit down, I read the Bible, okay, Lord, what does that mean to me? How can I take this word, this knowledge that you've given me? How can I take it and make it beneficial to me right now, today, in the 21st century? Okay. Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, of course, it means reading the Bible regularly. Okay. But it also means reflecting on what you've read. Okay. Reading the Bible is the beginning, obviously. Okay. With prayer. But it also means reflecting on what you've read. Okay. It means carefully, carefully considering deep spiritual insights that were written thousands of years ago yet hold meaning for us in our lives today okay these insights given to man by holy spirit written thousands of years ago but but they hold meaning for us today you know do you think god would have taken the time so to speak you know to have the the, to have uh, men uh, over a period of some 1500 years pen these words that we see on that page before you that you're holding in that Bible, okay? Do you think he would have he, he would have wanted to do that just for the sake of just doing it? Amen, amen, amen. God's words are are, are deep spiritual insights, okay? And they were written some time ago. But the thing, as you've heard me say, as you have heard me say a dozen times or more, the word of God is a living word. It's alive, okay? And that's the fascinating thing about it. Like no other book in this on this planet that was ever written, it is a living word. Those same deep insights that applied, you know, to uh, to Abraham, apply to us today. The, the question is, though, how do we use it? How do we take it? How do we take it so that we can actually make it of benefit to us today in this day and age? Okay. Now, understand something, saints of God. Okay, applying the Bible is the duty of all Christians. It doesn't just belong to me as a pastor. It doesn't belong to an usher. It doesn't just belong to, to, you know, someone else working in the ministry. It doesn't belong to, to, to the most religious guy in the world or, or, or woman in the world. Okay. It's, it's all of our duties as Christians to apply the Bible to our lives. If we don't apply it, the Bible becomes nothing more than a dry, tedious book, an impractical collection of old manuscripts. Okay. If we don't apply it, it's just the, you know, and how many, you've heard me, me jokingly say about the Bible, that, that, that huge Bible that sits on some people's coffee tables and it's never touched, it sits there collecting dust, okay? So if we don't apply the Word of God and under, understanding, understand what it means and then figuring out how can we apply it, then the Bible is nothing. It's just a, just a, a dry, tedious book, you know? So the question again is, what must I do to apply God's Word? In my life. Okay. What is it that I have to do? When we apply the Bible, God himself will be with us. Okay. Remember, we can, that's, this is a very good starting point to understand that when we are in the process of applying the Bible, God himself will be with us. Now, of course, we know that God will, is all, is always with us. But when we are starting to apply the Bible, we are getting into a deeper walk with God. Okay, we we are actually positioning ourselves so that he can can, can communicate more um, impactfully, if you will, the, uh, 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 to us the things that he wants us to know and to hear and to understand. Okay, now God is always speaking to us many times, but are we so running around and busy that we simply can't hear what God is saying to us? Amen. We certainly don't want to leave ourselves in in, in that position. Okay, so when we start applying the Bible, God is really talking to us and we can really start getting into a deeper walk with him. Okay? Now, the first step is in reading the Bible, we will learn about God's interactions with humanity throughout history. 
All right, that's the fascinating thing about reading reading the Bible. We can we can we can begin to hear and read and see and understand um, what God's interaction was with humanity all throughout history from the beginning of time as God created it here on earth. We see and we read His plan of redemption. We read about His promises. We read about God's character. Okay, we will actually see what the Christian life looks like. By reading the Bible, we can actually begin to see what God's intention was for the Christian life to look like. Okay? The knowledge of God that we can glean from Scripture, it serves as an invaluable foundation for applying the Bible's principles for life. It's invaluable. Okay? And it starts, and we have to, to, to read and, and understand so that we can glean exactly what God is saying to us from those Scriptures. Okay? It's an invaluable foundation for how we can apply the Bible's principles for our life. Amen. Let's go to the book of Psalms. As usual, we have to go to the Word of God. It's not my word that counts or means anything here. It's what the Word of God says. Amen. So let's go to Psalm 119. Praise the living God. Psalm 119. And we want to go to verse number 9. Praise Him. Praise Him. Psalm 119, that's that very long psalm. Praise Him. Okay, starting with verse number 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. Please underline. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of my youth, of my mouth, of thy mouth. Let me read that again with clarity here. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Please underline the first part of verse 15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Please underline, I will not forget thy word. Amen. Amen. So we see here is, is that we have to get get God's God's word. Verse number eleven. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Okay. We, the next goal is to hide God's in, in our heart. Okay. And of course, you know, the heart here in in, in scripture is, is obviously is not our, our physical pumping beating heart, but it, it, it's our spirit. It's deep within our spirit. So we need to get we need to get God's word deep within our spirit, not just on the surface, like we just read something and then forget about it. We need to get God's word deeply, deeply planted and rooted within our spirits. Amen. To study God's word means that we prayerfully, prayerfully, prayerfully devote time and attention to acquiring knowledge. All right. It, it means that we prayerfully take time, set aside time. To, to acquire this knowledge, okay, that you didn't previous have, you know, or on a particular person or subject or theme or passage or scripture in the Bible there, okay? We need to study that word, all right? And, 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 and you know, it's like, like anything else that you really wanted to understand in life. You know, think of some, some non-biblical subject matter that you were interested in learning about, be it how to, to fix a car or something that was really, you know, you were really interested in. You know, think how much energy you put in, into devoting time and attention to acquiring the knowledge that was in that, I don't know, instruction manual or whatever it was that you were reading on that particular subject. Okay, okay. You could not have gained any knowledge, any real understanding and knowledge of that subject if you didn't devote time to, uh, to reading on it. Okay, so we have to do the same thing with God's Word. We need to study it. Okay. If you go to Psalm 46.10, and you all know that's my favorite scripture, but we, we, we go there. Psalm 46.10. Psalm 46.10 is one of my favorite scriptures because it, it's such a powerful short verse here. Psalm 46.10, and it says, um, Be still and know that I am God. 
I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. That's it. That's verse 11. But Psalm 10, just Psalm 10, the first part there is so powerful. Be still and know that I am God. Okay? Getting to understanding God, God's word can start right with that verse. First of all, we need to be still and realize that he is indeed God. You know, and this is such a powerful and very effective scripture to memorize because when we have the the the, the vicissitudes of life, the ups and downs of life, and the the um, the tribulations that come our way, and when we seem so um, overwhelmed by whatever may be presenting itself in our lives, you know, and at that point in time, your your mind is very very busy. Your mind is racing because you're trying to figure out what is it that I can do to, to get me out of this mess? What is it that I can do to change this or impact this situation in a way that is, is more pleasant, you know, more palatable or something that I can deal with, you know? At the same time that our minds are racing, you know, you know, actually our bodies have some physical reaction to that state of being that we're in also, you know. As you know, your adrenaline starts increasing in your body, you know, and over, 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 um, Saturation of adrenaline is not a good thing uh, over a sustained period of time. You know, we all know that uh, adrenaline is very, very uh, helpful if you're in a in a tight spot and you need some fast physical action to happen. Of course, adrenaline helps us to do that. But but adrenaline released into our systems as a result of worry over a period of time, a sustained period of time, is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Amen. 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 So, so, so while we are, are, are running around in our minds and this adrenaline is racing through our bloodstreams and, and, and making our hearts beat faster and, and everything else and maybe, maybe interrupting the, uh, uh, digestion that should be going on and upset stomach and indigestion and so on comes on. All of it because of the fact that you're stressed out with something and you're running, you know, you know, physically and mentally, so to speak. Um, this is a time that you need to simply be still. Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. If you're with God and you're a Christian, you are a child of God, you are indeed his child. And you have to know that God knows and realizes what you are going through. You have to know that God knows and realizes and sees um, um, the, the, the intensity of your life at that particular time. God knows and, and, and sees uh, the, the rapid heartbeat, you know, the, 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 the increase in adrenaline and all of the other things that are going on in your body and in your spirit. God sees and knows that. So it's time for us to remember that scripture, Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. And then it goes on to say that I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. That means he will be exalted over your problem. Okay, you just need to be still and know, just need to be still and know that he is working there with you. You need to know that he is working there with you. So simply be still, child of God. Okay, now this is one script that you can really begin to, to lock into. Memorize it so that when things start happening, it just comes to mind and you can, you can say it out loud. Be still and know that I am God and it will still your spirit, it will still your heart. Amen, amen, amen. It's impossible to, to apply. It is impossible to apply what we cannot remember. If we are going to hide the word of God in our hearts, we have to first get it in there by means of memorization. Memorizing gets it deep into your spirit. You may have some favorite scriptures that you are, um, uh, have in, in, in your heart that you uh, bring to use from time to time. Amen. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Deuteronomy, the second law as it is called. Praise the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 18. By the way, if I haven't said this already, uh, if you don't have your Bible with you, please put this message on pause. Hit the pause button, run, and get your Bible. Okay, the whole purpose here is uh, through these recorded sermons is to uh, try and, and duplicate a uh, um, replicate a, uh, a, a church service where we are reading the Word of God. And in church, we always refer to our Bibles, and so you can mark up Scripture and underline them. It's all a part to help your understanding of the Word of God. So grab your Bible and come on back and hit play and uh, pick up where you left off. Praise the living God. Uh, Deuteronomy 18. And verse number 9, thank you, Jesus. 
When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Please underline. Thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these, these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God does drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with thy Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered or hath not allowed thee so to do. Okay? Hath not allowed thee so to do. So in other words here, you need to to lock into this principle and follow it. And basically what this is really just getting to here, and I won't get into all of the things about the diviners and observers of times, that's a sermon into itself. But God is saying that I'm going to saying to them, Israel, I'm going to place you into a land and you're not to start doing what those people are doing in that land. Okay? They are practicing all sorts of witchcraft and all sorts of other very terrible things. And God says in verse number nine, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Okay, and then he says in 14, for these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times, diviners, but as for thee, the Lord thy God has not suffered or has not allowed thee to do so. Okay, so what he's saying is, I'm going to put you into a land and you're going to see a whole lot of bad stuff going on. You don't start doing what they're doing. You don't follow after them. Okay, well, child of God, the same thing could be happening with you. The same thing is happening with all of us, so to speak, because we are living in some very, very bad and difficult times. There are practices and things that are going on that we as Christians should be staying away from, that we should not be, be, be following suit because it seems like it's the in thing to do, you know, or to use an expression which I really detest hearing these days, but because you want to be woke. Amen. Amen. If you want to be woke, be woke concerning the things of God. Amen. Amen. So, so we as Christians, we as children of God, we are not to do what is going on in the nation or the world around us just because it seems like it's the popular thing to do. Amen. Amen. We need to stick to God's word. Be true to God. Do what it is that he is calling us to do. Amen. 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 And, and, and it says there in 14 again, for these nations, nations which thou shalt possess, hearkened unto observers of times and uh, unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God has not suffered thee to do so. You know, the same thing could be happening in a place of business. You know, now, now, now many people these days are working from home because of the virus and so on like that. But yet still, you are still working within a culture. You're working within, in, in, in a workplace culture, even though you may be working remotely from home. Okay, so the thing is that is that you need to be strong and stick to what you know God would want you to do and not be going along with others in the organization might be doing, you know, might, where they might be heading. You, you know, you see, you see, so we, you know, even though we, um, God may not be uprooting you and taking you to another land, you know, the way Israel was moved, uh, you know, into, into the first into the wilderness and then into the promised land and so forth, okay, and then around them there was all this ungodly stuff going on. We have to make sure that when we when we are in our workplaces and we are in our neighborhoods, in our communities, that just because the workplace and the company and the neighborhood is following one direction, if it is ungodly, if it is something or some place or some attitudes that God God would not want us to be adopting for ourselves. We are to stay away. Amen. We are to stay away. You know, I started out by saying that the word of God is, uh, you know, it reveals to us deep spiritual insights uh, um, um, going back to, to the ages, you know, ages ago. The same thing that applied to Israel applies to us today. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What was good for Israel, God is not going to say, I'm saying this to Israel, but now you don't have to even even abide by that word. The same thing applies to us today. Amen, amen, amen. So, so we need to make sure, we need to make sure, saints of God, that we're reading, that we're understanding what it is that God is telling us so that we can benefit from it. Grab the principle in verses. What's, what's, what's the meaning behind what God is saying here? Understand what that's saying, what God is saying, and then follow what God is saying. That's how you can really be victorious. Amen? Praise God. Let's go to the book of Matthew. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
uh, God is an awesome God. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that if we can just really get into God's head, so to speak, and just follow him, follow what he's saying to us, you know, now obviously we will never have all of the knowledge of God, and obviously he doesn't expect, he does not expect us to, but God will give us the bits and pieces that we need to get us through day-to-day life here in the 21st century. Uh, let's go to the book of Matthew 13, chapter 13. Praise him. Chapter 13, and we want to start with uh, verse number 11. Well, we'll start to start with 10. And the disciples, and the disciples uh, came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given you, underline, it is given you, underline, it is given you, underline, it is given you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Okay, so here, here Jesus is saying, if you have a red letter Bible, these words are written, written in red, meaning that this is Jesus speaking. He's saying that it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but not to them. Okay, so you are one of the yous that Jesus is referring to here. Okay, it is intended for you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it is not. Them are the people that are unbelievers. Okay, so the unbelievers cannot begin to understand the mysteries that God is willing to reveal to you. Because you are one of his children. You've been, you've been bought and paid for. You've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. You've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So that means you hold a special position in God's heart as his child. Verse number 12 says, For whosoever has, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away, even what he has. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Okay? So what they're saying here is that they see, but they don't see. They don't see the deeper things of God. Okay? They hear, but they don't understand the deeper things of God. Okay? So so, they, so therefore they hear not. Therefore they do not understand. You see? They're in a position where, you, you, you know, you know, maybe you've experienced sometimes you, you can be talking about, so you can be in a, in, in a good, you know, Christian d- discussion and whatnot, and then you'll have someone that joins, joins the discussion, and, and uh, um, you start talking about deep spiritual truths, and that person who doesn't know God doesn't have the foggiest idea where you're coming from. Okay, and, you know, or, or or I'm even sorry to say, you know, that there could be even even some Christians who have not really been deeply walking with the Spirit or really studying to know the Word of God. You can be speaking deep spiritual truths here that that person just does not get. Okay, so it's like seeing. They have eyes to see, but they don't see. They have ears to hear, but they simply do not hear because they, they do not understand. And I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but the reason that they don't understand is because they don't have Holy Spirit. You know, or if they're a child of God or Christian, they have Holy Spirit, but they're not listening. They haven't been been, been spending enough time um, with God, with Holy Spirit, to understand uh, what Holy Spirit is saying to them. Therefore, they 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 are are unable to understand the deeper things of God that you are able to understand. Okay, it's scripture. It continues in uh, verse number fourteen here, and in them is fulfilled by the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, "By hearing you shall hear." And shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. Okay, and and that is that is is due to unbelief. Also, first of all, okay. So even before Jesus spoke these words, the prophet Isaiah wrote those words. Okay, he wrote those words where he said, you know, by hearing, uh, by hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and you shall not perceive. Amen. That's written in the book of Isaiah. Okay, and, and verse 15 says, for this people's heart is waxed gross. It means that it has grown gross. It has waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Lest at, at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Okay, but they cannot do that because their, their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes are they have closed. And many times that's because of the fact the person just doesn't want to know. Okay, many times it's because the person just does not want to know. 
So, so, so many times you can even find yourself um, uh, uh, conveying the word of God to somebody, but if they have all of a sudden, for whatever reason, said in their minds or in their heart that they just don't want to hear, they don't want to believe that what you're saying is, you know, oh gee whiz, you're one of those Bible carry carrying Jesus thumping, you know, you know, Jesus nuts out there. I don't really don't want to hear what you're saying, you know. So if they've locked themselves into that kind of thinking, they will not hear and they will not see. And therefore, they will not understand. And therefore, they will not be able to benefit from the word of God in their lives. And that's why they're struggling. Okay? Okay? For them that have not, much will be taken. Okay? You see, you see, you see, so the word of God here is telling us here, here, you know, you know, how, what kind of position we need to be in. Verse number 16 says, but blessed are your eyes, for they see. But blessed are your eyes, for they see. And your ears, for they hear. 16 again, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you. Remember what I said about the word verily. When you see the word verily, here comes, that means a, a dynamite truth is coming forward. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see, to see uh, those things which you have seen, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, and have not heard them. Hear you therefore the parable of the sower. Okay. Now just to pause for a moment with verse 17 and say that all of those prophets in the Old Testament, you know, where they prophesied the coming of the, of the Messiah and so on, they desired to see and to hear the things that Jesus is speaking about now. Okay. But they still had faith. They still had faith. Okay. Okay. They, they, they prophesied the coming of Messiah. There's tons of scripture that talks about even how he was going to be crucified, okay, how he was going to be born. All of that is, was, 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 was uh, written in the Old Testament. So Jesus is saying here that they wanted to see the things that you are actually hearing. They wanted, they wanted to see what you're seeing and they wanted to hear what you're hearing so that they could understand. Amen. Then in 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see. And your ears, for they hear. Now he's speaking to those people who were contemporary right there listening to, listening to him, to him at that present time. And even then they had trouble with it, as we know. There are many that heard and saw Jesus speak, yet still they had trouble with, with belief. How many times did Jesus say, Oh, you of little faith? How long shall I go on with you not believing? You know, you know, look at doubting Thomas, look at Jesus uh, 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 walking on the water all of those many times. You know, how many times did he say, oh, you of little faith? OK, verse 17 again. Um, For verily, I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Hear you, therefore, the prop, uh, the parable of the sword Here's one of those parables. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not. Then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Okay, So what he's saying is that anyone that hears the word of God and you don't understand it, then the devil can come along Okay, okay, and, and, and will take away that word that you've heard. Okay, okay, and Because the, the, the word, so to speak, was, was thrown by the wayside. Okay, verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that hears the word, and anon with joy receiveth it, yet has not root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, then he is offended. So there now, this is saying that someone who gets the word, Okay, they 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 receive the word, but that word does not take root in you. Okay, so in other words, you you know a real practical way to think about this is that you know here you are sitting in church, you know even right now you're hearing the word of God and you, and you're receiving the word of God, but it's not getting deeply rooted in your spirit to the point that you really 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 understand it. And then come the next day after hearing this particular message, okay, all of a sudden a tribulation rises up in your life, and all of a sudden you don't know how to deal with it. Okay, you don't know how to deal with it. Okay, and and many many times when you hear the word of God, be it like this on a on a uh, on a uh, um, on a podcast or when you're physically sitting in a church setting and you're hearing the word of God, uh, many times what Holy Spirit is conveying through that 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 preacher through that messenger that's up there talking could be something that's going to be coming up in your life the very next day. It could be something that's going to be be happening Monday morning. Okay, it could be the subject matter of what you will need to know come Monday. 
because something that's coming into your life. But how many times have I seen people that wind up on a Monday morning or any other day of the week, you know, they'll talk to me later on, they'll say, Pastor, I'm struggling with so-and-so and so-and-so. And And in my heart of hearts, you know, I remember, I see with Jews, we just had that message on Sunday. Just had that message on Sunday. But they're struggling with something in their lives on Monday. You see, you see. So, So if you hear the word of God and if you don't understand it, to get it down into your heart and into your spirit so that when a trial comes up that you aren't able to act on that trial and use the word of God, okay, then you're not able to apply it to your life, you see. So you have to understand it. That's the point I'm making. You have to understand it, okay. Then he goes on to say in verse 22, um, he, all, he also that received seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful, okay? So that's the person who hears the word of God, but because of the fact he wants to make so much money, you know, he wants to make so much money or he wants to achieve something that he just, you know, he just puts aside what the word of God uh, is saying and is standing for on that particular area area of his life even, okay? So therefore the word, that good seed that was planted, gets choked off because the person is more interested into achieving his end, into achieving maybe it's a physical thing, maybe it's a car or whatever like that. Maybe he decides he wants to get a car, but something in the Word of God has said, no, don't get that particular model with some good good uh, uh, Holy Spirit uh, uh, insights there. But instead, what does he do? You know, he, he chokes off the Word of God or ignores it and goes on and gets that car and it winds up being a total disaster. Okay, so that's choking off the Word. Therefore, he becomes unfruitful. Verse 23 says, but he that received seed into good ground is he that hears the word and understands it, which also bears fruit and brings forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Okay? So he that received the word and understands it, okay, hears and understands it, that person brings forth fruit. Okay, so therefore now if you're hearing the word of God and you really, really get it deep into your spirit and you've been been meditating on, you've been thinking about, you've been praying about, you're letting Holy Spirit instruct you, then that that's you getting the word of God deep within your spirit to the point where you're understanding it. And because of the fact that you're understanding God's word, you will be able to apply it. And as a result of your application of God's word, then you become fruitful. Okay, it winds up benefiting your life. Hallelujah, what a glorious thing. What a glorious experience that is when you can bring back, when God's word just bubbles up from your spirit, when a particular uh, issue of life comes your way, the word of God just bubbles up in your spirit, and you start spouting forth the word of God. You're binding and you're losing if that's what Holy Spirit is leading you to do, and you're taking the actions that the word of God says to take. What a wondrous and glorious feeling that is, because you are victorious in that situation. You know, amen, amen. To, to, to read God's word without, without reflecting on it. Okay? To read his word without reflecting on it is like, well, 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 it's like eating food without digesting it. Okay? Our bodies, our bodies cannot benefit from what we can't digest. Okay, okay. You've heard the expression that you eat something, it just kind of goes right through you, you know. You know, when you, when you, when you eat something, it goes through our, after it gets in our stomach, you know, certain nutrients are absorbed. Um, as it goes through our intestinal tract, other nutrients are absorbed into the bloodstream and so on like that. And those things, if we're, if we're eating healthily, we wind up benefiting. Our physical body benefits from what we're eating. Okay, but if that if something that you're eating is not even able being able to digest, then it just kind of goes right through us. You pass it out, and that's it. Your body didn't benefit from it. Well, the same thing is with the Word of God. Okay, okay, we cannot afford to to um, to eat God's Word without digesting it. Okay, eating God's Word without digesting it is simply you sitting down reading it. Okay, okay, here it is six thirty. Dinner is in 15 minutes or so. Let me sit down. I'm going to read it for 10 minutes. And then I'm going to go wash up and eat dinner. Okay? That's you eating God's word, but you're not digesting it. You're not digesting it. So, therefore, your spiritual body will not be able to benefit from that word. It simply will not benefit from it. Praise God. Praise God. When when reading and uh, when reading and studying God's word, here's some things that, things that we should think about. Okay, when reading his word and studying his word, these are these are some things that that we, we should think about. Okay, what does the scripture teach me about God? Okay, when you're reading his word, okay, take a pause, you know, 
it's it's not you know there have been many um i don't want to get too far off on this but um we've all students of the bible christians followers of god god's children we've all seen you know bible through the year read the whole bible in one year or, or through the bible in a year reading plan and those sorts of things okay and and the reading plan will give you, you know, a lot of times it's it's uh, one chapter from the Old Testament, one chapter from New Testament, uh, some verses from Psalms, some some verses from from uh, Proverbs. Those are the plans that I've seen most of the time. Something like that, you know, over the many years. Okay, well that's all well and good if you want to read the Bible, but it, but in doing something like that, you wind up following a pattern, and then you wind up reading, you, you know, you, you read the chapter that the plan gives you. And you read through the chapter, then you go and you read the next chapter. But how much time are you taking to, 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 to think on that particular word, to, to, to digest what the word is saying? Okay, so while read the Bible in a year plans are good, but if you're going to read it, as sometimes they suggest, you're not going to be really studying the, the word of God. You're not going to really be digesting it. Okay, because if you're doing that, then how can you stop and ask yourself, what does the scripture or what do these scriptures teach me about God? Amen. Amen. How are you going to know that? Okay, what these scriptures are telling me about God. All right, you need to know. You need to spend some time and reflect and meditate on that. Okay. The other thing is that is that um, what does this passage teach me about myself? Okay. First, as you're reading scripture, you're asking, what does this scripture teach me about God? But then the other thing you want to ask yourself is, what is this scripture telling me about myself? Okay. What is it telling me about my own desires and motives? What is the scripture telling me about, you know, how I'm doing my Christian walk or how I'm doing at work, how I'm approaching my job at work? Okay. I, 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 my attitude towards my wife, my attitude towards my husband, my attitude towards my children. What is the scripture telling me about those particular things? All right. You know, you know the Bible, you know, God leads us to scripture for so many reasons. We need to, to ask ourselves, what is it that the scripture is, is trying to tell me? Okay, you, you need to find out also, you need to, to realize and think about, you know, you know, and meditate on, does this scripture, does this passage require that I take an action? Okay, and if so, what is the action that I should take? Okay, yeah, and again, you know, I'm sure those that have been listening, you know, to, to Genesis 1 for a while here, uh, you know, you've heard me say many, many times, and Brother Brandon say many, many times that, 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 that uh, sometimes people don't benefit from things because in hearing a sermon or hearing a message, they can start thinking about who in their lives they can see that benefiting. Gee, that sounds just like Aunt Tilly. That sounds just like my cousin Seth. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they never stop and think, does that apply to me? Okay, does this scripture require that I take some action? What I'm hearing, is there anything, Lord, that I need to do? And if so, what is it that I need to do? Amen. That's part of the reading and part of the meditating process there. Okay. What what have I learned? Something else we should think about. What have I learned from this scripture that will help me to focus on God and to strive for his glory? Okay. What is, What is this passage telling me? Is there something in the scripture that I need need to focus on? You know, help me, help me, help me to focus on God. I should say, you know, am, am I so am I so busy being um, a good Christian in the big global sense? You know, here I'm running around, I'm working in the in the, the, the local food pantry, and I'm active in this, I'm active, I'm active on that, and you know, and I'm doing this, I'm involved with this. But but how are you focusing on God? Okay, right. What is the word telling you in terms of your focus with God? Okay. We, we need to, 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 to apply, you know, then we need to apply, you know, the, the, the degree, the, the depth to which we study, memorize and meditate on God's word is the degree or depth to which we understand how God word, God's word applies to our lives. Okay. Okay. If you approach, you know, you know, you know, the study of God's word and the memory of God's word and meditate on God's word on a very, very surface level, and that's going to be the level at which, at, at which you wind up understanding God's word to apply it in your life. Okay. If you've got a very, very uh, peripheral knowledge of God's word, then that's going to be the level of, 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 of deep uh, um, uh, understanding for you when it comes down to applying it to your life. 
Okay. When the, when the issues of life pop up, believe me, saints of God. No, don't believe me. Believe the word of God. When the issues of life pop up, you need to have. You can't just have a surface knowledge of the word of God. You got to have more more than that. You got to have a deeper understanding, and Holy Spirit can get you there. Okay. All right now, now un- understanding how the word applies. Just understanding how the word applies is not enough. As I said, we must actually apply it. Okay, we must actually apply God. Understanding or having a theoretical understanding of how the word applies to your life is simply it doesn't cut it. Okay, you have to actually understand on how to 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 apply it to God's word. I mean, to your life, I should say. Let's go to the uh, Book of James. Book of James. James chapter one. Praise the living God. God is good all the time. James chapter 1 and starting with verse number 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, underline, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Okay? Every time I read it, I chuckle. I, I chuckle about that. Because that's like you, you know, you taking a look at yourself in the mirror. And you obviously you recognize yourself. At least I hope you do. And then the minute you walk away from the mirror, you forget what you look like. <laughs> you know, you know it, seems, it seems mighty funny. But think about that. You look at yourself in the mirror and then you walk away and you forget. We forget what you even look like. Okay? And then 24 says, 24 says, for he beholdeth himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. 25. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Okay? All right? Whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, Okay, shall be blessed. Right. So, you, so you you can't be a person that just hears God's word, God's word, and then you forget what God's word is saying, or you don't understand even what God's word is saying. Okay, okay, you, you just can't hear God's word and word, and you pick up and go about your life, and you know the rest of the day, or week, or whatever, or month, you know, or year, and not understand what God said, and just simply don't even do it, because that's akin to you being that person looking in the mirror and not, and then when you walk away, forgetting what you look like. You, you can't, you can't forget God's word. You need to remember it in order for you to apply it in your life. You know, you see, you see, and and we we're not alone. We're not, we're not, we're not alone in this, saints of God. Okay, go to the book of John. The book of John. John, uh, let's see, John 16, John 14. Let's go to John 14 first. Thank you, Jesus. John 14, we want to go to verse number, number 16. John 14, verse number 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knows him, but you know him, because he dwells in you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Okay? So we're not alone here. Jesus is saying that as he, before he returned to the Father, he said, I'm, I'm going to leave you a comfort. Of course, he's referring to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Okay? And it says in 17, that spirit of truth, the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him. Okay? The, the, the world is not driven by Holy Spirit. This is why you see so many things happening in the newspaper, in the world, and in the country today. Okay, The decisions that are being made, they're not being driven by the Holy Spirit because they don't know him and they cannot know him. Why can't they know him? Because they have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay, Anyone who has truly accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and hears and listens to the Holy Spirit that is in him as a result of his accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and is still walking in the behaviors that we see going on around us today, then something is radically wrong. Okay? Something is radically wrong. Many of the things that we hear and say are so blatantly against the word of God that we as Christians should be able to see it, I mean, very, very clearly. All right? 
And therefore, we don't live our lives in accordance with, as we read in the past scriptures, in accordance with the, the way the world is, uh, is, is living itself, living itself out. Okay? So, so we're not in this thing alone. Jesus said that he would give us the comforter. Okay? And, and he said he will not leave us comfortless. If you go to John 16, John 16, and verse number, verse number 13, Okay. Well, let's start going. Go to verse 12. I have yet many things. Again, this is Jesus speaking, written in red here. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them right now. Okay. Many things to say, but you can't bear, you can't handle them right now. How be it, 13, how be it, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you of things to come. He will show you things to come. All right? Okay? He's the spirit of truth, and he will guide us. He will guide us into all things. Okay? And whatsoever that he shall hear, he, sh- he shall speak, and he will show us things to come. All right? So just knowing that alone is, is, is helping us to apply the word of God to our lives. Okay? You know, in reading the word of God and talking about digesting it, one of the important things to remember is that the Holy Spirit is there to help you through that process. In reading the Word of God and understanding it and digesting it, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. So in other words, when you're reading the Bible and you, you, and you pause and you stop and you say, Holy Spirit, what does this mean to me? Holy Spirit, what is, is, is the point that God, God the Father is, is getting across here? How does this apply, apply to me and how do I apply it? Holy Spirit, what I'm reading here, is, is there something that I need to do? Is there an action that I should take and what is that action? What is this word really saying to my situation that I'm in? Okay, he's there, he, he, Jesus said he's going to be your helper. Okay, this is what we need to remember in putting God's word to use in our lives. Okay, you know, he's filled us with his spirit who speaks to us, leading and guiding us into all truth. And, t- and I'm telling you, saints of God, if you know what truth is, then you can't be deceived. Okay. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Okay, he's the truth. So if Holy Spirit is in you and he is truth, then that means when you hear these bogus things being talked about on TV and reading in the newspapers and whatnot, or that your neighbor or someone in the store is saying to you or whatever, you know, and, and you know it's not truth, Holy Spirit will tell you that's not true. You don't follow that. You don't behave that way. Or that is not what's really happening. Okay. That's fake news. That's a fake truth. There's one truth with a capital T. One truth with a capital T. And the Holy Spirit that is in us is there to tell you what that truth is. Amen. Amen. So use it. Apply it in your life. This is how we apply God's word uh, for, for, for practical use in our lives. Amen. 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 And, and, and for this reason, he's a very present help in our time of need, you know, and that should be remembered because you can highlight this in your screen, your Bible, because it, it, it often comes up. Go to Psalm 46. Psalm 46, uh, we're going to do Psalm 46 1. Psalm 46, praise the living God. Underline this uh, as well as verse number 10. Psalm 46.10, which we read a minute ago. Also underline this 46.1. 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Or very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Okay, he's your refuge. You know what a refuge is? A refuge is a place of safety. Okay? It's a refuge of safety. God is also your strength. When you're having a difficult time in life and you feel like you're just weak in the knees and that you just can't carry on, God is your strength. God is your strength. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Okay, he's your refuge. You know, you're feeling afraid of something, you know, and, and you know, when you're afraid of something, you want to run to a place of safety. Well, God is that place of safety. Remember that and apply that. Putting God's word to use is remembering that and applying it in a time of difficulty in your life. Amen, 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 amen. He's always there, simply for the asking, okay? A few more scriptures here as we work towards closing. Let's go to Ezekiel, book of Ezekiel 36, 
Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel 36. Oh, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Okay, Ezekiel 36. And we want to look at verse, starting with verse number 26. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within, within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments, and do them. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Amen. Amen. I love the way that verse number number 26 starts out. A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. Well, God's given you a new heart, and he's also given you a, uh, a new spirit to take away the stony heart, to take away that heart of unbelief that you may have in your system, or, in, 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 or maybe just the, the heart of doubt that you may be harboring in there for, for some way, from some way, you know, something that happened or didn't happen in your life. Okay, but 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 he's given us that spirit, and he says, "Then I will be your God." I love that part there. Okay, and then the very last scripture here. Let's go to the book of Philippians. Thank you, Jesus. Book of Philippians, chapter two. Okay, Philippians chapter two, and then verse number nine. Wherefore God also has mighty. Uh, 2 verse 9 wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth at the name of Jesus saints of God every knee is going to bow that includes Satan amen amen Amen. So that person who may be in your life or around you that he is denying God right now and people that are out here in the world that are denying God through their behaviors and so forth, which you can obviously see, around their knees are going to bow to God. Their knees will bow. Okay. They may be acting, acting haughtily now and everything like that and thinking and riding on a high cloud like they're doing so well, but their knees shall bow. Amen. Amen. Every knee, every knee shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. And every tongue, verse 11, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which works in you, both to will and do his good pleasure. For God, it is God which works in you to both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless to sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Underline that, please. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Okay? We're living in a perverse and crooked nation. This isn't, this is not necessarily just talking about, you know, you know, you know, man type things related to the law or whatever, but it's talking about to God's, to God's things, to, to God's word, to what God is telling us to do. Okay. Okay. We were in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom we, we shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Okay? Okay, but just remember the verse 13 is really the operative verse I wanted to focus on. But it is God which works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. All right? God is working of you in, in you, okay? Okay, to do his good pleasure, which means that if he's doing his good pleasure in your life, you're going to definitely benefit from it. You're going to benefit from it. You're going to be victorious in the things that you set your hand to. When the, 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 the things of life, you know, the tribulations, the challenges of life come up, understanding God's word and being able to put God's word to use in your life will get you through those tribulations, which Jesus said we shall have from time to time. Okay, But knowing God's word, understanding God's word and putting it to use in our lives will get us through. Amen. So who better to teach us how to live? according to all that is written in the Bible, than the one who inspired the Bible to begin with. He's the best one. The Holy Spirit himself. Therefore, let us do our part by hiding the word in our hearts and obeying the Holy Spirit as he draws that word out of us and putting it to use in our lives. 
Praise God. Praise God. I pray that this message was a blessing to you. I pray that you keep these words deeply rooted in your spirit as you go through the balance of the day. And now um, let us uh, close in, in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. We thank you for your words here today. We thank you, Lord God, for the movement of your Holy Spirit in our listeners here today, O Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, that what with whatever miraculous needs the listeners have in their lives, I pray that you shall minister to them in your own special way. I pray that Holy Spirit will touch them and speak to them today, today, right now, to speak to them. Move them and bring them to where you want them to be, O Lord God, so that they can be victorious in their lives, starting with this moment, moving forward, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Where eyes are closed, let those eyes be opened. Where ears are closed, let those ears be opened. Where hearts need to be opened to understanding, let those hearts be opened to understanding. That they may all go forth to do your will and to do your work for your honor and your glory and your praise, O Lord God. Heavenly Father, I stand in awe of you. You are an awesome and a wonderful and a loving God. And we just praise you and thank you for who you are, O Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for that cross on Calvary and making this all possible. We thank you for your precious son, Jesus, that he, he, he would be our Savior and be in our lives. We thank you for Holy Spirit. We thank you for you, Heavenly Father. Oh, Lord God, take us where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. We stand by and we watch and we wait on you in the matchless name of Jesus. And all together the church said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Go forth, saints of God, and be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus.